Hey, how's it going? I mean, good evening. <laughs> and we're going to Boils and Ghouls, <laughs> a spooky episode of the Big Planet Comics podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I killed it. Uh, this is... Uh, killed it. <laughs> indeed. It's going to be a real scream. Ah. Uh, this is a Halloween episode that we're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. It's going to be uh, just a short one. We're going to talk about some Halloween stuff, some scary books. Yep. And uh, a lot of spooky stuff, you guys. Spooky. The spookiest. <laughs> There's a lot Spook of sp- jam. spooky things going on. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be doing that the whole time. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, things are going to get creepy. Uh, <laughs> okay. My name is... Everyone's just turned off the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, my name's Kevin. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, we're going to... What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about, like, our favorite horror movies mm-hmm. and uh, Halloween horror stuff. comics. Yep, all that kind of stuff. So so what, what do you guys want... What are you guys talking about? What's, what's your... Uh, Nick, tell me what your favorite horror movies are. Let's start with that. Uh, Let's start. Ooh, one of my favorites... Creep Show? I just watched Creep Show. Oh, did you want to watch it again? <laughs> so good. Yeah, Creep Show's like uh George Romero and Stephen King, I think, yeah. worked on really? it together. Right. Oh, yeah, cool. and it's kind of their tribute to Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about some Tales from the Crypt stuff later too, so that's good. And it's it's great. It's got like a that first story is so good. The Father's Day one. What about the uh Tales from the Crypt movies? Bordello <laughs> of Blood and Demon Knight. Oh yeah. I was like, what Tales from the Crypt? One of those movie? has like uh Who's that guy with the beard that was like a right wing dude that was on SNL? Oh, uh, Dennis know, like, something. De- Dennis, uh, Dennis Miller. Yeah, Dennis Miller is in that movie. He's in Bordello of Blood. And, yeah, and uh, with, then, along with uh, I think Corey Haim or Corey Feldman or both. And then probably Dennis Leary is in the other one. Yeah. <laughs> no, the other one's uh, <laughs> Billy Zane. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Billy Zane's awesome. Billy Zane, of course, from The Phantom. Yep. Right. And Titanic. <clears throat> and then like softcore porn movies. And more then, recently. Oh really? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Is he in Red Shoe Diaries? No, he's in like some movie where he gets stranded on an island with Kelly Brook. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, you guys. I don't know yeah, what I'm talking the t- about. But the first Tales from the Crypt movies, all right? Yeah. Is that Bordello of Blood or no, Demon Knight? Demon Knight. They're both good. Bordello <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. uh, Cool. Well, that's a good one. Creep Show. Yeah. That's your yeah. all-time favorite horror no, movie? No, that's not my all-time favorite. You that's one, some of, that's one of my favorites. That's some of your favorites. <laughs> that's some of my favorites. Creep Show 1 and 2 are some of my Creep favorites. Show 2? No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, Creepshow 2 is really bad. <laughs> some of it's amazing. Yeah. That last one, the Hitchhiker one, used to creep me out. When in between there. 1982 and 1987, something terrible happened in the Creepshow, <laughs> the Creepshow yeah. franchise. I wonder if there's a Creepshow 3. Probably. I not. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, some of the classics, Night of the Living Dead. Yep, that's great. Yep. Okay. The Thing. Yep. Oh, The Thing. Oh, Which version? Well, there's only of, one of called Of course, The, the thing. New no. One. There are two. Oh, you mean The New One. Yeah. No, the original from the fifties. Wasn't oh, that called the thing? The thing from another world. Oh, is that what the original? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Directed by Howard Hawks, but director of The Big Sleep. That the one's Kurt Russell really one. Too. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's a great movie. The fifties one. Know, just great, John though. Carpenter is like yeah. pretty safe, at least up until like. A certain point, eighty-eight or eighty-nine, Until, uh, or something Ghost like Ghost of Mars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, something... that's the end point. There's well, no I don't debate. know. There's Village of the Damned came out before that, and oh, his, really? that's terrible. Oh, I. Wow. With Kirstie Alley and uh oh, wow. and Christopher Reeve. <laughs> but he didn't make Halloween, so he gets a pass. Yeah, he made Halloween. He made uh he executive produced Halloween two. Yep. And he did the music for Halloween three. <laughs> Season Ooh, of the that, Witch. That movie. <laughs> uh well those are good those are good horror movies. Yeah. 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 What about you, Jared? I know you're not a big horror buff. This episode's nope. not gonna really be your not your your bag of Halloween candy. Oh boy. Yeah. Your uh, cup of blood. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is not gonna be your cup of blood. <laughs> as the old saying goes. 
but yeah, like the ones that are more like scary thrillers than gory thrillers. So like the thing where like all the anticipation about like who is an alien stuff. I love that. Then when, you know, Carpenter starts showing off his like gory special effects, I'm like, Oh my God, this is the worst. Jared so you're more into like the hand that rocks the cradle with Rebecca de Mornay. He likes no. uh, something <laughs> wicked this way comes. Oh yeah. I saw that. <laughs> or, um, stepfather. Ghost dad. <laughs> Ghost dad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Ghostbusters, you know, the side that's got like, Awesome, cool stuff, but isn't like necessarily gonna be disgusting. Yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters I love is cool. It. Of course, easily scared. I am. Are you? Yeah. Nah, I've got a, a good enough imagination that throwing th- stuff at it just makes bad things happen later. <laughs> yeah, I, I cry in a little. I get that with uh. So then, like certain genres that really like freak you guys out, like like ghost movies, don't scare me because I don't believe in ghosts. Right. Yeah. Because you know I'm not from the right. 18th century. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then like home invasion movies, right, scare the crap out of me because right. I'm yeah. like, oh, somebody's gonna break in my house and kill me while I'm asleep. Yeah. Good also, times. Also, the ones about like parasites and like oh yeah Oof. anything involving the body like oh, david like, cronenberg movies no, yeah or like junior with arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, star trek 2 wrath of Khan, yeah. d- did not like those earworms what's that first cronenberg movie called it's called shivers yeah i think that's the first one uh there's like those crazy like slugs that go into people's bodies yeah yeah that, that movie stuff yeah that's... is the stuff that freaks me out yeah so like the movie slugs Right. <laughs> or the sl- or the brain slugs from Futurama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scare you terribly. Or like like the thing, you know, like when there's like something inside people that yeah. that always freaks me. Face huggers. Face huggers. Oh. Those face huggers kind of freak me out. Well, I guess I, yeah. I'm like I'm like I ain't scared of ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in face huggers either, but they definitely scare me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they could exist. Yeah, they in could the future. Uh so what what are what are my favorite horror movies, you guys? Hey Kevin. Uh what house? are your favorite? Hausu? Hausu? I think, oh. did we talk about house some party? of this we already? About house already? Yeah. Um, what, what else? I really like, uh, there's a movie called Onibaba I really like. It's oh, about yeah. haunted so. uh, samurai armor. Yeah, we talked about that. Like a haunted Onibaba mask. We, we definitely talked about that. Yeah. I, what are some of the weird, I'm trying to think of some of the weird. We talk about also. horror on this show a lot. <laughs> I know. I, it's, uh, and uh, we'll probably talk about the fact that we talk about so much horror. Suspiria? A little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I've talked about Suspiria. That's, Is that the Argento? Yeah, that's Argento. Great, that great, great music. Yeah. Uh, and it's just... Uh, just a really creepy, probably one of the best examples of uh, like a giallo movie, which is like the uh, uh, like an Italian horror genre. Yeah, that's all really good. Um, what else do I like? I'm trying to think of. There's one thing in Suspiria that always like grossed me out. I see she falls into a room full of barbed wire oh, or boy. like razor wire. Yeah. Oh, that was the worst. no, I'm out. <laughs> that was the worst. Um, Didn't even need to hear about that. I like some Japanese horror movie stuff. Um, yeah. like the ring when I first saw okay. that really scared me. I saw the ring that got me. Oof, boy. Because when I got the when I watched the ring, I had ordered a DVD off of like eBay, right? Like, <laughs> and I just heard it was the scariest movie, and it came oh, in like no a idea. brown paper oh, wrapper, boy. and I oh, like it didn't come on a videotape. That <laughs> no. been great. Wow. And uh, we watched it at like one o'clock in the morning, and then. After it was over, of course, my phone rings and there's, like, nobody on the other end. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what is, is happening? Oh, Lord, what is happening <laughs> to me right now? And I was I was terrified. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so I don't know. Those those ones, did I even say any? I also, yeah, I also <laughs> like, uh, like uh, terrible horror movies. Well, yeah, we, we love... I don't like mediocre ones, but I like, like really bad yeah. ones. Yeah, like, I don't want to watch, um, like, Rest Stop. 
Right. Or Rest Stop 2. Right. Or Rest Stop 3. I watch, like, <laughs> Bloodsuckers from Mars. <laughs> yeah, or, like... Uh, outer space. Um, you know, Slugs. Yeah. Or Rawhead Rex. Massacre at Central High. <laughs> uh, the uh, Sorority House Massacre. Those movies are really good. <laughs> those are great. Really? Uh, Driller Killer is really good. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's... that's uh, well, well, I guess we'll talk about our, our other podcast we're going to be doing... When we answer this other question down oh, here, sweet. but yeah, but Nick and I watch a lot of crappy horror movies. Yep. Uh, so what about uh, what about other Halloween stuff? Like uh, I have a list of things here. Yeah, such as your best or worst trick or treating experiences. Oh boy, I got a oh, kettle full of humdinger bad ones. Go for it. They're, all right, they they aren't the worst. They're just bad moments on trick or treating. Uh, like when I was a kid, like we lived overseas, and so there weren't a lot of places to go trick or treating. So. The would organize buses to pick us up, and then we'd all go house to house on a bus. And, of course, these were driven by volunteers who happened to be the United States Marines who were stationed at the local embassy. <laughs> so you had, like, 19- or 20-year-old Marines dealing with, like, screaming 8-year-olds and 12-year-olds, and it was a recipe for disaster. Do they have guns? I hope so. <laughs> no, they just yelled at us a lot. And so their way of trying to get all these kids to calm down as they're, like, scarfing as much sugar as possible was to be like, shut up or we won't go to this next house. So one year, like, we're all on the bus and everyone's screaming, like, shut up or we're going to skip the house. And so, of course, no one shut up and they skipped the house and it was my parents' house. <laughs> so we went trick-or-treating and just never came to my parents' house. Like, where did everybody go? Your parents were like, my child has been kidnapped. Yep. <laughs> In a foreign Marines. <laughs> and then the other time that was really bad was, uh, I don't know, if, maybe this wasn't actually at Halloween, but my brother got sick during it and threw up and that was not a good way to handle it i probably threw up sometime maybe from eating too much yeah candy. i was like afterwards yeah. is part of the tradition i i don't know if i have any crazy trick-or-treating things like when i i remember when when i was little though we used to go i we were out driving yesterday uh and or over the weekend and we saw kids trick-or-treating at like three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. on like the sunday before halloween and i'm like what on earth yeah. is going on I, i've heard of that yeah because like when when i was little we would just go out in a roving band of yeah. kids that shouldn't be allowed to be right, by themselves right. after dark and like go to yeah. people's houses yeah. and just like cause That's trouble. Fun of it, man. Yeah, yeah. And oh man, did, cause mayhem. Did you guys like? Were you in that phase when they started warning everyone about like the razor blades and apples? Yeah, all I like, remember. Watch yeah. out! Yeah, I remember get killed by your candy. And, yeah, I remember that. So, uh, yeah. but who? Uh, I, yeah, like getting an apple is worse than getting a razor blade. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> well, so that's the thing. At least you can cut somebody up with a no, razor like, blade. <laughs> there was probably some maniac who was doing it, and just no one ever ate the apples and just threw them away. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, failed. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got to start putting apples in. Here's a solution: Milky, Milky ways. ways. Cut yep. your apples open. Yeah, <laughs> um, with all those razor blades. With all those razor blades. <laughs> um, I have two two awesome ones. One was there was a there was a guy in my neighborhood that was like really lazy. So he would just give people, like, when you went to the door and you were like, trick-or-treat, he would just give you a dollar. <laughs> so wow. he would just give everybody a dollar. That's and, pretty good. Would so, you guys, like, swap out your costumes? Yeah, back go back. More dollars. Yeah, we got rich. Um, and then the, one of the coolest ones is, um, I don't remember when or how, but um, one, of our, one of my friend's parents was like, oh, I'm going to drive you to a really cool place to trick-or-treat. Like, we had kind of almost finished trick-or-treating. Like, let's go. And so they took us to the Kennedy house, which is, like, the house that the Kennedys own somewhere in McLean or something. Wow. And we went in, and there was, like, like tables full of, like, treats and desserts and candies and stuff. And it was incredible. And it was all, like, the housekeepers and maids and stuff were there. It was, oh, yeah, was kind of weird, but it was it was pretty incredible. There was so much candy. <laughs> the master said, you may have candy from these tables. Right. I mean, we wow. got lazy people that would just leave out bowls of candy. We would oh, just yeah. take all of it. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Please, just take one. Did yeah. anyone, like, 
like this didn't happen to us, but like our neighbor got like TP'd. They TP'd the tree outside his house and egged his house. I mean, I was the one doing that. I was about to say TP'd. Yeah, no, I mean, we definitely did all kinds of stuff. I wasn't doing that, but it made me (laughs) really sad one time when somebody smashed my mom's pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Smashing pumpkins. I was like really sad. Oh, no, I would do that too. Yeah, that's Kevin. (laughs) We would like let air out of people's (laughs) tires. What? Bad people. Yeah, just whatever. Rob. When's the the Devil's Night or whatever in Chicago when everything got burned down? Halloween, is right? that is that tonight? Is that where they throw Devil's like night? flour at people's faces and stuff? No, it's like where they like huge amounts of arson happen. Devil's night. Right? Oh, that sounds. Didn't fun. you see the crow? <laughs> yeah, the crow. Do you remember <laughs> the crow city of angels? I thought that was in Los Angeles. It, it is the first crow. Uh, that's like that. Really, what happened? Maybe it's Detroit. I bet it's Detroit. The crow's a documentary. Anything anything bad happening? I bet it's Detroit. I feel it's, like it's a documentary about the, all the fires in Detroit and how. Brandon Lee died. I feel like current Detroit what? is <laughs> Robocop died, right? Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Is that De- called Neo Detroit? Uh, New Detroit. New Detroit. Yeah. It, it, that is now what it is. Well, after the bankruptcy, aren't they going to rename the city? Probably to New Detroit. Yep. Uh, I know like uh, tons to of like little rich, like college, like college age kids are like buying up blocks yeah. in Detroit. Why not? Crazy. It's insane. Uh, what about uh, Halloween costumes? That's also on my list here. Number three. Number favorite three. Halloween number three. We started with number two. We did, but no, no, we watched. We did favorite horror oh, movies we did first. Number one. Don't okay. question this. <laughs> the way I'm doing this. Just follow the flow. Uh, what about costumes? Best costumes. Um, when I was little, my favorite one was I had a, Sp- a Spider-Man costume, but it was like one of those really cheap like Kmart <laughs> ones. Nice. They were like plastic, and you had the plastic mask with the rubber band. On oh the back. yeah, yeah. I loved it when I was a kid. When I was older, I, I made myself a Dharma Initiative costume. Not, oh, like, nice! I enjoyed that because it, it was. It was I remember when you did yeah, that. It was, it was very I was subtle. Like, yeah. I feel like you wear that a lot. <laughs> I, wore, I wore two Halloweens. There it you was, go. It was pretty sweet. All I had to do was buy a patch and buy like uh, a shirt and pants from thrift shop. Yep. <laughs> I used to uh, do like the hobo costume when I was little. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which uh, did you like? Which was your normal like scruff yeah, like on. charcoal? Nice. Was it your normal like dress? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. Then I just put charcoal on my face. I feel like now that would not be good. I mean, uh, we've all learned from Box Brown that pretending like you're a hobo is, is yeah. not good for yeah. for for your reputation. No. But uh, I, I did that, and then we would do like I don't think I had like store bought costumes. It was always yeah. like. Like, I'm just going to wrap myself in toilet paper, and I'm a mummy, because yeah. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just buy those Kmart customers. They were like, you know, buy like them. dollars. Oh, dollar. That's too expensive. Yeah, toilet paper. <laughs> you had Kmarts? Jeez. Yeah. I, I went as uh, an Ewok when I was a kid. Funny story. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I'd like to see a picture of that. I bet I've got one. It was pretty awesome. Funny story. The Kmart is now at Tiffany's. <laughs> Wait, what? Where? <laughs> the one that used to be in Tyson's. All the Kmarts? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait! They oh, okay. No. Really? Wow. That's where Tiffany's is now. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, and what about? It says here haunted house experiences. Number four. That's easy. Haunted house experiences. Yeah. Zero. No. You never been to a haunted house? Heck You're too no. scared. I'm not going in those places. We're not real haunted houses. But How do you know? <laughs> oh, what you... if they're doing a fake haunted house in a house that's really haunted? Now, this isn't like ghost hunters type stuff. Just no. like, you know, like a oh. haunted house. I mean, like... you can talk about that, too, if you haven't been, been in any ghost, yeah, ghost like hunters if you... stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's definitely right. If you guys have been on an episode of Ghost Hunters, this would be the part of the podcast where you guys should it? talk about yeah. that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like, the, I was on Celebrity Ghost Hunters. It was me. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Buster Himes. <laughs> uh, so, Jared, you've never been to a haunted house? Nope. What about the like haunted plantation at Six Flags? Nope. Is that a thing? Yeah. What about the haunted mansion at Disney World? Nope. Have you ever been in a real haunted house? 
Oh, that's a good question. Like when you were when you were so. a little kid, do you th- do you think you ever saw a ghost? Um, good question. No, I don't no. think so. I, don't. I when I was a kid, I thought I saw a ghost. Even though you don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> well, well, it was different when I was like eight. I lived in a house. So you no longer believe in ghosts. That's true. Yeah, I don't oh, believe in. ghosts I was anymore. more afraid of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> ghosts are gonna get me now, though. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I lived in a uh, a house that used to be a nursing home. Oh, what? And, that is ridiculous. Um, and the buzzers in the house didn't work, but at night. You could hear them buzzing. Oh. And then I saw like a thing that I thought was a ghost, but I was probably just dreaming or something. Tell us more. <laughs> it was just a trash bag. Fl- it was wearing an adult diaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but haunted houses, I, I worked in a haunted house one year. Nice. Yeah. Like a real one? Did you scare were people you, or were you just like... I was, a, I was a person that scared people, yeah. Nice. Uh, I was in a... It was like a, the psycho scene. Oh, they wow. would go by and I was like in a shower like making a stabbing motion and then somebody would like squirt blood on the shower curtain <laughs> nice. and then when the group came was done we would wash it down so Dude, we could squirt yeah. blood oh, on awesome. it again <laughs> yeah who are you stabbing uh i wasn't stabbing anybody oh. it was just like a cut out like the light was yeah. behind it or whatever yeah. but yeah yeah that's awesome um Hmm, if I was really stabbing somebody, we wouldn't need the fake blood. <laughs> I just want to. I guess eventually up. we might. Yeah, I've been to the local haunted forest a few times. And that's always Markov's fun. haunted forest. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, there's like really elaborate things. There's one where you go into like a circus tent and all these clowns start jumping oh, out of stuff. No. And and then there's like a part <laughs> where like there's a bunch of clowns hanging from their necks and you're like, oh, one of these clowns is gonna move. So you're like waiting for one of them to move. And then this giant curtains opens and this like still like riding clown monster comes out like ah! wow um oh that reminds me uh when i was trick-or-treating as a kid there was one guy who had a porch and you know how like some people get really into decorating their houses and so he had like all kinds of like really realistic creepy looking stuff but there was there was like a pack of us doing this and there was like a chair with like a stuffed like body sitting in the chair and it was really the guy who owned the house who was sitting there like with fake like I don't know, scarecrow or like doll makeup on him. And he didn't move for like half of the crowd going to get candy. And he finally jumped up and scared us all. It was, that guy knew what he was doing. It was he, the best. He knew how to do it. Yeah, like people are going to go up and like hit it. And no one could do it. They're all too scared. And then he but got one us. time in that, in that, in that haunted forest was really funny. I was with, with a group of people and like, uh, my friend and his girlfriend were in front of me, and the girlfriend was, like, terrified. Like, she yeah. was screaming, closing her eyes, and she was holding his hand the whole time. And this girl came up behind yeah. me, and she was dressed like a zombie. And I was like, oh, this girl's dressed like a zombie. She's going to scare everybody. And then she was, like, looked at me, and she was like, shh. And she, like, walked up and switched hands with the boyfriend and the girl and, like, just kept walking. And they were walking for, like, a while. And then eventually she, like, turned around to say something to him, and she was like, ah! And, like, <laughs> ran away. It was, it was awesome. Wow. <laughs> that was one of the coolest. That's brilliant. That's some haunted house stuff. That's all our Halloween stuff, you guys. <laughs> See you guys next time. <laughs> uh, no, a bunch of people sent us questions oh. about Halloween stuff. So uh, you guys want to do that? Answer yeah. some of those? Let's yep. All right. Our first question this week is from Matt Dembiski. That guy. That guy. He's always asking us questions. Matt says, hey, what are your favorite Halloween related TV cartoons? Hmm. TV cartoons. TV cartoons. Um. Huh. I oh, Scooby Doo. I mean, sure, Scooby Doo. But like, does he mean like? <laughs> does he mean like, uh, like special Halloween, oh, Halloween episodes? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now I got it. I mean, I used to watch the uh, the Garfield one. The Garfield like one was, is one of the best. Was the one I would always watch every year. And then um, maybe it seems like pretty obvious, but uh, Treehouse of Horror. Right. Oh yeah, uh, Simpsons. Great, uh, great pumpkin. Great Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown yeah. is always a picker upper. Those are the ones. Picker-upper. You guys got a favorite Treehouse of Horror? 
Oh man. Um, I like the one with the monkey paw one. Yeah, that like one's really like good. One. Uh, the Raven one is really awesome. Yeah. yeah. And the first Kang and Kodos one is pretty great. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. We very efficiently <laughs> answered that question. Halloween cartoon. All right. Uh, and then uh, um question from Michael Kogel. He says, can you give Hot Stuff the little devil the attention he so richly deserves? Never. Never. We hate Hot Stuff on this show. We yeah. do? Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. He's all right. Uh, now, Wendy the Witch rules. Hot Stuff can suck it. <laughs> Casper rules. Hot stuff can burn. I'm more about Richie Rich, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, That's the richly, you want to talk about who richly deserves attention. Speaking of <laughs> Richie Rich. Speaking of what we were talking about before this, uh, uh, Halloween-related TV cartoons. Did you watch the new um, Toy Story Halloween yes, special? It was so good. What? I still haven't watched it. When did that come out? About it. Like last week. It was I called Toy idea. Story, Story of terror yeah. stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really good. And yeah. definitely watch it I want if to you it. can. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got a question also. Oh, we got more of them. This one's from <laughs> Pete. He says, greetings from Chicago. Oh. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. Ayo. Uh, Kevin and Nick talk a lot about crappy horror movies on VHS. I, too, have a profound fascination with crappy horror movies on VHS. Some of my personal favorites include The Dentist, That's where cute. Corbin Burnson plays a dentist with a crazy hot wife whom he catches cheating with the pool boy. He proceeds to take out his frustrations on both patients and the aforementioned Oof. sexy wife. Ooh, that sounds... <laughs> it's great. I've um, seen it. <laughs> I don't know the dentist. Dr. Giggles, though. I do know that movie. Dr. Giggles is also, <laughs> also great. Which is a quality movie. He also likes Them, which is about radioactive giant ants oh, attacking yeah, uh, I've seen that. a town near a nuclear test site. And Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, which he says is self-explanatory. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> True. He says, what well, are some of your all-time favorite bad horror movies? There's a lot of yeah, I feel like bad. we talked about that a little bit at the beginning, but like the worst, the different, the worst category. of the worst. Yeah, I mean, Troll Two is always always my go-to. I mean, which, which is the Leprechaun in space? Uh, that's called Leprechaun in space. Yeah, ah. Leprechaun Four in Leprechaun space. Four yeah. in space. Um, is I think Leprechaun Five is Leprechaun in the Hood Two. Oh no, that's what I'm. Yeah. <laughs> no, Lepre- Lepre- Leprechaun Five is Leprechaun in the Hood, and Leprechaun Six is Leprechaun in okay. the Hood Two. Well, tro- <laughs> Troll Two is a great. Is is a really great bad horror movie, and there's a really good documentary about it called Best Worst Movie that's definitely yeah. worth watching as well. Uh, I think probably my favorite there's a movie called Black Devil Doll from Hell. That's great. Uh, which is uh, directed by this guy named Chester something I can't remember his last name, but he does all the music, all the editing, yep. all the directing, and it's just about this uh, this evil devil doll with like Millie Vanilli hair. And it's it kills people, and then this woman kind of falls in love with it. It's a really, really weird movie. <laughs> uh, and it's, it was all shot on a camcorder, nice. and it's definitely worth checking out. Same director also made a movie called Tales from the Quadded Zone. <laughs> which the, is The what zone? The Quadded Zone, uh, which is an anthology film right. of short stories. Uh, some of the same actors, surprisingly, from Black Devil Hell <laughs> make an appearance. Uh, yeah, so th- I think those are probably my favorites. <laughs> One of my favorites I talked about earlier was Bloodsuckers from Outer Space. Yeah, oh, I thought you were just making up a movie that's title. That's a good no, title. That's a real one, and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> What's it should, about? You should make up some movie Blood, titles. Bloodsuckers from Outer Space. Oh, sounds uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're terror- terrorize a small town. I'm going to go with Ghost of Mars, because, man, that was bad. Oh, it is bad. That's not a good one, though. That's not nope. a good one. Nope. It's just, it's just da- downright really terrible. Bad. Now, Dracula 2000, I can get down with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dracula 3000? Uh, that's a thing. I still know what you did last summer. 
<laughs> oh, I really Jack like Black one. is like a Jamaican <laughs> guy. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So there's some there's some bad horror movies. He also says, uh, "Hey, I really like listening to your podcast. If at all possible, could you guys maybe record commentaries for your campy horror VHS adventures and post them as podcasts? That would be wonderful." So we're not doing exactly that, but Nick and I and uh, our friend Brooke, who's actually sitting over here at the table, just watching <laughs> us. Hey. Uh, uh, we're doing a podcast called the called VHS, the Video Horror Show. Nice. And uh, we're going to watch uh, bad movies on VHS, and we're going to talk about them. Yeah. So, hey, Pete, all your wishes are coming true, bud. We should watch Bloodsuckers. <laughs> we should. It sounds good to me. Uh, thanks for the question. Yeah. And uh, we, we have one more little two-part question. This is from Eli. He says, uh, pick, which choose, you know, but choose wisely. Oh, okay. Uh, which is the more fun 80s horror movie, The Monster Squad or Gremlins? Whew, obviously Gremlins. Yeah, I'm saying Gremlins. But Monster Squad is pretty great. I never watched... Uh... Jared hasn't seen either of them. I haven't seen Monster but see, Squad. Oh, okay. That's, I've seen Grimm. Yeah, well, I see, I didn't see Monster Squad as a kid. No. And I watched it as oh, an you adult. you said you didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. It was fine. It wasn't, like, yeah, but iconic I was, that everyone gives it. It was weird. I was, it, must have been, it must be like what somebody who didn't watch, like, Goonies as a kid would yeah. feel like watching it When I was a kid, I probably... I, I liked both of them a lot. I don't know. These are hard to pick from. I probably <laughs> How could you choose? Now I would go with Gremlins, but Monster Squad I still love. So. Uh, I was obsessed with Monster Squad when I was a kid, even though I hadn't seen it. Because oh, yeah. there was like everybody was coming to school <laughs> talking about like Wolfman's got nards or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, I want to know about his nards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'd go with Gremlins. Monster Squad, though. Written and directed by Shane Black, the writer of Lethal Weapon and (laughs) the writer-director of Iron Man 3. Wow. Uh, Full circle. Question number two, Monsters or the Addams Family? This one is so easy for me, the Addams Family. Of course. Who would pick the Monsters over the Addams Family? Somebody. Maybe Eli. Some idiot. Nice question, Eli. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the Addams Family just... So iconic. Then they have. To, they're just just better. Jared hasn't said anything, thing, so I feel like he's going to say the monsters. Nah. <laughs> um, Jared probably the, hasn't seen either one. What about the all new monsters? No. Oh, the one that was on like like, oh, wow. like, like a like. Oh no, not, not that one. Not the um, <laughs> the, the Brian Fuller one. Was that one good? Uh, I didn't like it, but a lot of people did. I heard it was good. Yeah, there was a new monsters thing, a pilot that came out that was by the guy that did Pushing Daisies. Right. Really? And who now works on Agents of Shield? Yeah. Weird. Um, and did Wonderfalls and some other stuff, Dead Like Me. But uh, And it has Jerry O'Connell in it from Sliders and Stand By Me. It does. Uh, yeah, right. but the Adams Family is, it's just, I think, a lot more clever than the Monsters. Yeah. The Monsters is basically like Leave It to Beaver or something, but with a, with a monster family. But I feel like the Adams Family, because it's all taken from those great Charles Adams cartoons, is yeah. just leaps and bounds above. And the movies are great, too. Yeah. yeah. Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. Those movies are too <laughs> legit to quit, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's it for the questions. Thanks for all the Halloween super spooky questions. It was a creepy good time answering them. Yeah. Thanks, dude. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to review some some newer horror books that just came out and then talk about some of our favorites. You guys want to do that? Yeah. All right. Yep. Let's do it. We love comics. They as well. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer a spooky. Looks like Louis Riel. It's time for <laughs> reviews. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite horror comics. Yeah, spooky comics, and uh, we're also going to review some stuff that came out this week. So let's start with some uh, some kind of Halloween stuff that came out this week. That was fun. First up is Adventure Time 2013 Spooktacular. And that's not spook with two O's. It's spook with three O's. <laughs> Sounds pretty spooky. Uh, so this is, uh, what is this, three stories? Four stories? Might be more than that. Um, a bunch of stories. Five with a backup. Yeah. Uh, the, it's by a bunch of different creators. We'll put them up online. But, uh, yeah, uh, I thought that they were all pretty good. 
I mean, I like Adventure Time already. Uh, the first story in here is about the Ice King. That, uh, was, that was my favorite one in here. It's the Ice King is not invited to a Halloween-themed costume party and just him trying to sneak in, and everyone thinks he's a great Ice King costume Yeah, and person, uh, so... That was awesome. That was great. Uh, there was a really weird Fraser Irving story. That one was yeah. so weird. And I was really surprised that uh, there was a Fraser Irving story at all. The art style is insane. Yeah. And it's just about Starchy losing his mustache. And it has a really weird ending. And then there's a, a fun story about Pumpkin Princess uh, oh, play, yeah. playing good. a joke on Finn and Jake. And uh, my favorite story in here was the uh, Jen Vaughn story about Marceline dressing up as a nice person for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was great. And I thought... Um, I don't know. I just I the the art was really cool. It's all watercolored and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I really liked it. It was really funny. She kept getting upset that people thought she was really nice. Yeah, but the most awesome thing in here is there is a Steven Universe comic in the back. Yeah, that's written by. Uh, by the way, the first episode of Steven Universe is out online. It's free awesome. and it's incredible. So but the comic in here is uh, written by Rebecca Sugar, who's the creator of the show, and drawn by Lamar Abrams, who's a local what? local guy and is really awesome and uh, friend of the show. And it's good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're awesome. It well, reads like a Lamar Abrams comic, which is all the better. Yeah. Um, all right. Up next, we've got Hellboy Midnight Circus. Uh, this is by Mike Mignola and Duncan Fregredo. And it's a story about uh, a very young Hellboy in 1948. In the 40s. Yeah. Uh, going to a creepy circus. So this is uh, the classic, like, cutesy Hellboy sneaking off on his own and getting into trouble. And what that is, he sees a circus has come to town, and of course, it is a circus of the damned. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Like uh, he, it, it's weird because it ends up being like part of his mythology. It, it's sort of. It's yeah, it's like, not just uh, like a creepy haunted thing. It's like demons. Yeah, and he goes stuff. to the circus. Who and he is. They all and, are demons, and um, and there's some little stuff in it, like you see the first time Hellboy smokes. Yeah, yeah, stuff uh-huh. like that, and. Uh, I thought the cool thing was that as it was going, I was like, okay, this is just this story about Hellboy going to a creepy circus. But uh, what it ended up being where there were like, a, it was like a very analogous to the Pinocchio story, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. And uh, there were just like a lot of elements of that woven into the story. And the art's great. Uh, it starts out with the sort of regular Duncan Fergredo Hellboy art that he's done part. Yeah. a bunch. And then once it gets to the circus part, it's all uh, just a lot more painterly. It looks like he used a lot of watercolors and stuff. And it yeah. just. Yeah. So as he shifts into the unreality of the more horrific, fantastic elements, it shifts into that style. And it's amazing. Yeah. And it's like just a nice standalone Hellboy thing. I'm not even close to being caught up on hellboy but i was able to just jump in and read this and i guess you can do that with most hellboy things it's kind of had a big it's kind of had a big ongoing storyline recently so i've been a little intimidated by that but uh (laughs) but this was great to just jump in and read and i thought it was a really good book yeah it was really fun the first hellboy thing i've read in a while i mean i've been reading hellboy in hell i guess but no it's different. But it, was, it was great. I liked yeah. it a lot. Uh, also, uh, this is from last week, but uh, Daredevil 32. I noticed that that was horror-related, and I'm not caught up on Daredevil, but uh, I read this. This is written by Mark Wade and Chris Samney, and art by Chris Samney, the same team that's been doing it for a while. And this was uh, a part of the big Daredevil storyline that's going on, but also kind of a little fun horror story of its own. Yeah, it's it's funny because it, it starts off with like uh, the Daredevil Daredevil fighting out the Jester and like uh, playing this game, and then he's like uh, he follows a lead on a on a the, the serpent. Oh, what do they call them? Serpent Sons, Sons of the Serpent. Yeah, uh, and and ends up in this town. Um, and it's pretty funny when he gets there. He thinks everybody's like really racist, and they're like, 
The, gotta go the get Sons them. of the Serpent are like basically the Ku Klux Klan if they were yeah. super power terrorists or something. Yeah, but like <laughs> he gets there and all the residents are like have pitchforks and stuff. Like let's go, let's go get those guys. Let's go get those. Are, let's go get those darkens. Yeah, and you're like whoa. Yeah, and then like it's you know it's got this like shift where it's like oh they're, they're talking about monsters and so it's, it gets pretty interesting. So yeah. he meets the whole um, Marvel Legion of monsters. Of yeah. Monsters. Yeah, it's funny. I, I forgot that uh, they were with my knights. Real name is Jack Russell. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. yeah, and there's like a Frankenstein, and yeah, it's just the basically the Legion and it, of monsters. And it, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's, it's great. You know, Daredevil's been good for a long time, and I thought that this was like a fun Halloween issue. Yeah, and it plays on a lot of your expectations. It's, yeah, it's really good. Uh, also out this week was Raven and the Red Death. This is uh, another Edgar Allan Poe. He just did uh, by Richard Corbin, and uh, what was the last one? Follow House of Usher. Follow House of Usher, and he did one or two others. He's just been adapting all of them that he can get his hands on. Uh, they do. Man, what was the other one? He did one first. Uh, he did some anyways, Lovecraft stuff too, and yeah. he did the Raven. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. This this is uh, I don't know, kind of more more of that. Oh, Nick, you're the only one that read it. <laughs> Am I the only one that read it? Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's an adaptation of the Raven with a little t- uh, twist on it. Um, the Raven actually turns into this giant Raven monster. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, that's a little does. bit of a twist, <laughs> but it's it's pretty great. Um, and it's got actual lines from the. From the I guess poem. Yep. Yeah. More of a poem. Right? Okay. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the last one is the uh, adaptation of the Red Death, which I never actually read, so I'm not sure how close it is to the original. But it's uh, mas- that mask of, mask the, Red of the Red Death. Death yeah. is that, that's the one that's at a party, and they go through different rooms and finally get to the Red Death room. Or well, and this one's different because it's about a king, and his kingdom is is um, everybody's dying from this red plague, um, a Red Death, um, and so <laughs> he's like. Uh, the people are like, oh, well, you should do something like fix the conditions of the poor and like do this. And he's like, no, I'm going to throw a party. And so he throws a big party and he's like, nobody can wear red. And then like somebody shows up wearing red and ends up being like the red death. And you like, everybody gets sick and dies. It's, it's pretty good. There you go. <laughs> so it's the story it. of the 1%. Yeah. Uh, oh, you mean like Green Team Teen Trillioners? <laughs> it's an allegory, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then I guess the big book that came out this week, and this is only maybe kind of a horror book, but... Uh, it's got some horrific stuff. It does it. have yeah. a guy that has teeth for eyeballs. So uh, there you go. this is uh, Sandman Overture, number one, written by Neil Gaiman, of course, the original creator of Sandman and uh, the writer of all the Sandman stuff. Oh, Stanley. And, uh, and uh, I think those were Steve Ditko, weren't they? The, oh, the old Sandman, the old Sandman stuff, yeah. yeah, and uh, and art by the always incredible Jage Williams, which is awesome. I I love the original Sandman series, but uh, you know the art isn't always the it best. Fluctuate, yeah. They definitely had some really good people like Frank yeah. Whiteley do some of it, but uh, seeing Jage Williams draw a new Sandman thing is awesome. Uh, so Nick uh, has not read all the old Sandman, and so we were talking about this earlier, and like. This is basically there is the very fir- the original Sandman series starts off with a strange event happening to Sandman where he is captured and thrown into a glass cage for like eighty years and this is kind of filling in those that what happened right before that so it's basically a prequel yeah. and Nick was saying like you just it was too too referential to the old series even as a prequel I mean not too referential but it was just like I didn't know who any of the people were like I knew a that few of them pretty referential right. <laughs> I, but it, yeah, it feels like it was written for people to have read Sandman. So, I, you know, there's no... You kind of jumped into it, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. It was just, you know... I'm just little, saying, like, as a plot, it's you have yeah. to have basically read the other one to get all of it out of sort it. Sort of, but I, I got the gist of it. And, yeah. like, you know, it was fun. And the art is incredible. Yeah, but re- read the first Sandman first, is, I think, my point. I'll try but, to reread it. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, it's art's amazing. Uh, he's kind of to- did he? I feel like he toned down his kind of swooping, swirling layouts a little bit for this. Like he has some crazy ones, but they fit the story. Well, he doesn't always do that. I don't yeah. think. Like in Batwoman, he does that in action scenes a lot. Right. Um, and then a lot of there, there was some weird sort of fantasy stuff in Batwoman. But th- he definitely has some crazy layouts uh, in this. There's like that page that's all teeth, where all the panels are yeah. somebody's teeth, yeah. and that's pretty great. And uh, yeah, I mean, he does interesting things here and there. And there's a, definitely a lot of that. Um, oh, I don't know, like the guy with the porculus for a face. Man, he died. Did some good stuff in this one. Yeah, I mean the stuff at the beginning with where uh, Morpheus is like a flower, basically. Yeah, like that stuff all has crazy layouts. I mean, it's still JH Williams doing his thing. Yeah, but, but it's not as maybe bombastic as some of the, yeah. the Batwoman stuff. Wait, who's Morpheus? <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, from a, uh, from the, the Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's also like he imitates some other styles from the first series too, which I think he did very well. Which I thought was pretty awesome, but well, definitely at the end of the book, which is yeah, a, I don't want to spoil it saying. too yeah, much, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's a crazy thing that happens at the end, and I thought uh, that was a crazy twist. Is that a thing that was known? Nope, no, For, okay, yeah, definitely. but definitely, I mean, I, I think if you're a fan of this, you can jump in and read it, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's a great new Sandman story, yeah, but I think uh, even even if you haven't read Sandman, it's still d- it's totally worth reading, really yeah, cool. I really enjoyed it, it's well written, the art is fantastic, and, uh, and I'll probably get into it more once I like read a little more and kind of yeah. understand the characters a little better. Yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe there are also things that you felt like you should have understood that aren't actually references That's to true, other yeah. things in Sandman. Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's you know some setup like a lot of first issues are, but but very but cool, man, awesome. All right, so we're gonna get into a couple of our favorite flashback reviews. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so uh, let's start out with uh, we each picked up a, a favorite horror thing and we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about one so let's start out with uh nick's pick the secret oh yes this is written by mike richardson uh who is like an editor at dark horse I usually he is the publisher he's the publisher and <laughs> with art by jason sean alexander who i actually haven't seen a lot of stuff from but the art in this is really cool and this is kind of like i don't know it's just like a like a perfect little horror movie as a graphic novel yeah the thing that makes it so creepy is it's very like uh it's something that could happen it's so plausible yeah. um Ugh. So basically, the beginning of it, it starts out with a bunch of friends. Like, this guy and his girlfriend and her friends are hanging out, and they're playing this kind of prank call game where they just call a random number, and they say, I know your secret. And then they say, um, meet me at you know this place, this park, at 10 p.m. or whatever. Um, and so they, they all do that call, and the, when the girlfriend calls, the person's like, how do you know my secret? And then, like, you know, she gets freaked out. And so they go to the park. And they have, like, a party, and then they see, like, this truck coming, so they all hide, and this really creepy guy gets out. Um, and then later on, she's at school the next day, and he, she gets a call from the same person, and she's, he's like, how do you know my secret? And um, then she disappears, and the rest of the book is about um, her her boyfriend and uh, her friends trying to find out, like, where what happened to her and trying to find this guy that they, they were calling. Um, and it's so so good it's so creepy and once they finally kind of start finding out the stuff that happens it's like so disturbing and one Um, of the i thought one of the really interesting things is like the middle part of the book where her her boyfriend is basically kind of a newcomer like they're they're they were newly a couple and so a lot of her friends and stuff are very suspicious of him and the police seem very suspicious of him as well so he keeps running into these dead ends where he's he's actually kind of on the right trail yeah everybody thinks he's insane right so he's the only one that's actually investigating it because everybody else just thinks he did something yeah Yeah, and the the kind of social dynamics that like 
her friends who all kind of, you know, it's like hard to tell if they're protective or just have crushes on her or whatever, but there's like the classic, like, you know, I'm going to beat you up for messing with this girl sort of thing right. going on. And then when this girl actually disappears, that just makes it even worse. And like some think that he killed her and the police certainly think he had something to do with it. So there's all these like tensions going on. And that sort of, um, you know, like feeling like there's no way out and there's like, you know, nothing that, the, that just feeling a helplessness in the yeah. middle of the book, I think really sets up the end oh, and, and yeah. the kind of, Ter- the end of the book is pretty it's terrifying yeah. and uh and and really well done just the whole thing's really well paced yeah. and uh there's a nice little twist at the end too it's a little bit cheesy it's like the cheesiest part of the book but right. it's still awesome yeah, too. And the the then the art is really cool it's got this kind of like painter's style almost like scott hampton maybe. yeah like scott hampton remind me of kent williams a little bit as well yeah. it's it's very scratchy at the same time it's definitely like kind of watercolors over it and, yeah it definitely yeah. lends itself to horror really yeah, well. yeah it builds like on a great mood and but and like whatever great stuff with sound effects like when the guy's on the phone yeah. or like when a car drives by it's all like the the like uh man can the lettering gets all like scratchy and yeah. slashy and uh yeah yeah but we've talked about i think we've mentioned the secret before just as like it's a really good it's example of, of uh yeah. it's like horror comics that are actually scary and this yeah. is this is i feel like a scary creepy book yeah. uh and uh yeah definitely worth checking out definitely. oh man yeah like the the guy who comes in the truck he always is wearing like this huge like bulky jacket with the hood up so you can't see him it's just like who is that guy what's the yeah oh, so good yeah the whole thing's yeah real, real creepy real guys creepy. it's spooky <laughs> uh all right so then we'll, we'll go into my pick this is uh taint the meat it's the humanity and other stories this is a collection of uh every tales from the crypt story that jack davis ever drew and uh i thought that you know there are a bunch of different ec co- collections that are out um you know including the archives that came out from gemstone and a bunch of these fanographics black and white reprints but i think this one is the best because jack davis is like like, to me, the quintessential yeah. EC artist. Like, if you if you think of the style of EC comics... Well, the style of the horror ones. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I think that's the thing that most people think of when they think of EC yeah, as Tales from yeah. the Crypt. Um, and I feel like Jack Davis is the best. There are a few different writers on this. Al Feldstein, uh, I think, wrote a bunch of these. He wrote almost all of them. Uh, yeah. And then Otto Binder and uh, Carl Wessler wrote some, too. But, uh, yeah, I, this is just a, a great collection. It's, it's very classic EC. Every story is kind of... Like a like a setup and then a crazy twist where somebody gets uh, gets theirs at the end for being but, evil. But, but not always. It's it's pretty interesting to read a huge batch of a particularly you know a particular style of these stories together because like you see you know it's it's not just like oh I read three creepy horror because yeah, there's like it's a crime like, one here's all by the same artist with mainly the same writer and it'd be like this one will be from the perspective of you the reader you know they do some very interesting formalistic tricks to bring it in and like things you expect to be twist are not the twist and then there's a different twist and, and like, like some of them are narrated by the uh the actual main character and some right. of them are just you know the narrated by the crypt keeper or, <laughs> right uh, right or jumping in yeah there's one where there's one that i read that the crypt keeper like butts in every once in a while he's like oh no what's gonna happen yeah. now? <laughs> um but i you know ranges like there's like there's one about a prospector, which I really liked, um, where he's like, he's prospecting for gold and somebody kills him to take his gold. Oh, that was But a he's good like one. still kind of like, like almost like a zombie. He just sits there and smiles and the guy can't get rid of his body and like. Yeah, his body keeps getting dug up by wild animals. It's really good. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's still talking like the prospector's alive. So it's yeah. more like from his point of view. He's narrating it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He's like, I'm rotting. Like the things are eating me. And yeah. It, the, one of the things about this book that's, that's great is like, um, it's got that old 
timey comic thing where they kind of describe everything that's happening in the panel. Yeah, with a but, lot of captions. But with this one, it's pretty great because it's always like really gross. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they're like lying in a pile of like entrails and, you know, there's goo seeping into their pores. Like you're like, Ugh. it's like really gross. And there's so, there's so much in here. There are like 50 stories yeah. in here probably. I, there's one I really like about, uh, it's just about people on a boat that are um, oh, that one's drowning cool. rats yeah. for oh. entertainment basically. So, yeah, like they do do a few like that where like it's not really showing anything horrible, but like the concepts are built up the characters so well that you're kind of getting horrified by well, what's yeah, happening. Yeah, and there's like, always someone that gets like their comeuppance in it, right? But that one, yeah, that like the great. end of that one is great. Yeah, but that one, they're like they are trying to drown rats, so they have a rat trap with water in it, and there's like one little dry spot in it, so a single rat will fall in and get on the dry spot, and then a second one will fall in, and the two of them will rip each other to death to try and survive. So mm-hmm. it's just like how horrific can people? Oh, it was, it was amazing. And then the you know I I think it's okay to spoil oh, yeah. an old. Well, that comic. And then at the end, basically, the boat sinks and there's, like, this one plank of wood and they're yep. all fighting like, to get up happen? on it to survive. And it's just, you know, it's just, like, yeah. it's smart and yeah. awesome and like, you guys read, evil. <laughs> Do you guys read the titular story? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Take the, it's about a guy take the meat. Yeah, selling tainted meat. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, yeah. Which that starts that killing a, people. That one's a great ending. So he starts killing all these people because he's selling tainted meat. And his wife finds out and she, like, kills him and sells him in the in the meat yeah she <laughs> like snaps and like yeah, yeah. because because he feeds tainted meat to their kid and their <laughs> yeah. kid yeah. dies yeah. there's also one that also involves meat where somebody gets put through a meat grinder which that is great. was oh good grief how what was frederick wortham thinking these comics were great yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah but the whole collection's great i think the best the best dc collection you can get i mean the al feldstein stuff the sci-fi stuff is really know, good Wally too but, Wood, but to me this is like a uh, jack yeah. davis is like it's incredible yeah it's already yeah, yeah, better to talk about it like he's so cartoony, but I don't, I don't, how would you describe his art? It's so good. It's yeah. so appropriate for horror. I mean, he he seems like steeped in the kind of classic cartoonist, like uh, like guys like Alex Raymond, and and yeah. uh, and then even uh, going further back, guys like Milton Caniff. But yeah. but yeah, he has a more cartoony style that uh, is maybe the kind of thing you would see in like uh, like a Mad Magazine right. later. Oh, yeah, actually, they talked about that he used to be like the assistant or something on the Mark Trails comic or some like advent uh, nature comic strip. So they said that, like, when he was drawing, like, the rats or stuff, he obviously didn't have to do references because he'd drawn so many animals. So oh, really? he takes them and makes them, like, kind of grotesque, well, he, he draws ca- cartoonish a- versions of what a real rat would look like, which he, makes them all the more horrible. He kind of draw, draws them without reference, so they don't yeah. actually look exactly like they're supposed to look. Yeah, that's what I mean. It makes them like, look kind of weird. Oh, yeah, so good. And he's, a, I, he's a, like, I've seen videos of him, like, drawing before, and he's just, like, oh, yeah. he's one of those guys who's just, like, really fast, but his line is just so good. <sighs> what's your favorite yeah. What's your favorite twist in this book? Oh, man. I like the, uh, I like the rat, the rat one. one. Yeah. The, yeah. I think my favorite, one of my favorite ones the is the one. werewolf one. Because yeah. it, it just cracked me up, because, like, there's like a bunch of people like getting killed by a werewolf and they there are and two the, werewolf stories in this, by and the, the townspeople <laughs> the townspeople are like angry and they want the mayor to do something and then the mayor's wife gets killed and so he's like all right i'll help you guys and they're like hunting for the werewolf and they're they think they found it and they're like in the mansion and the the, the mayor's like i see him and he sees him in front of him and he starts shooting him and he's like why won't he die and then you realize that he's shooting into a mirror <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was an incredible twist yeah uh, just like visually it was really well done yeah, the and lights all like, come up and like it's the mayor He's isn't like, no, it, it's isn't that story called Mirror Mirror? No, no. There's a different one called Mirror oh. Mirror. <laughs> yeah. I forget what this one's called. Yeah, so I mean overall the book is is great. And if if you want to read like Tales from the Crypt comics, I think yeah, this is the this best. Is the best. Yes. It's yeah. got some that were actually in the show. Which yeah. is pretty interesting. Yeah, a lot of these got adapted on later on because they're classics. 
All right, we got one more thing uh, this week. This is Gio. This was Jared's pick, uh, and this is an awesome. This is a two-volume yep. horror manga by uh, Junji Ito, who also uh, uh, wrote and drew Uzumaki and Museum of Terror and a bunch and of other stuff. The master of yeah. Japanese art. Yeah, and uh, Gio is the story of a bunch of fish with legs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the subtitle in the English version is The Death Stench Creeps, and you're like, what does that even mean? Uh it, it means this is the smelliest comic in the entire world. <laughs> yeah. Everybody talks about smells a lot. Yeah. It's it's hard to build up. Like, so many twists and developments slowly come out of what's really going on in this. But basically, uh, a young couple fly to Okinawa so from uh, mainland Japan. So they're on a very small island. And uh, she becomes very sensitive to the smell of, like, rotting fish and stuff. Yeah, she has, like, a hyper sensitivity to smell. And she's to she's kind of a jerk. Yeah, everything. <laughs> so she starts flipping out. And you quickly realize for good reason. And that there's like the first like what the quarter of this book is just there's something creepy out there and they don't know what it is and ito is so good at drawing just like motion scenes and like blurs and like just a sense of foreboding yeah, like, oh, something out creepy there just yeah. by yeah and like you know there's darkness in the corner and so they're always hunting trying to figure out what it is uh but basically to spoil the beginning of it uh there's a new breed or species of fish that have grown legs and come out of the ocean so it's this stinking rotting fish that you know bring the fish smell and like just creeping everybody out which, bunch, which is gross enough then a lot more fish show up yeah so it starts yes. out with just them and this one fish that's sort of haunting them yeah, yeah. and then uh and then quickly escalates to the point where there is a shark a with legs. great white shark walking through <laughs> town trying to kill people yeah and uh and things keep getting bigger and bigger and more fish keep coming out and and the and it starts spreading all over uh all over Japan. Yeah. And so uh, this guy goes with his with his girlfriend, who's at this point basically going insane, yeah. to talk to his uncle, who's a, who's a scientist. Kind of scientist dude, yeah. and, uh, and they slowly start, start to kind of find out what's going on. Yeah. And, and I don't want to say any of what that That's is. That's what I'm saying. Like, the more and more you find out about the story, it gets bigger and bigger. But... And insane. Yeah. Like, absolutely insane. It's really gross. There's a point where it's, it's – yeah, it gets really, really gross. Where it's been building and building um, – and uh, you're finding out more and more stuff, and then it cuts to this part where he goes to this circus, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's this crazy circus where all these things that have these legs are like performing, and they're like, there's like a creepy ringmaster, and it's like, <laughs> it's so yeah. insane. And that's not even the most nope. crazy part of the book. No, no, it gets um, worse. Yeah, it, it keeps getting worse and worse, and it's. Uh, it just it builds up through the two volumes and it's it's great all the way through. It has a really good ending, just yeah. re- very dark, but also very much like wrapping up yeah. the story, yeah. like elements from the very very beginning. Yeah, where you get a good like this was a story plan. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, the whole thing's great. And Ito is is great at a lot of things. He's he's uh, like Jared said, he's great at like motion and action. He's also great at drawing really really disgusting things. Yeah, yeah. and oh, he, boy. he's great at reveals as well. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. Like building up to a reveal, which happens, you know, dozens of times throughout this book, but is yeah. always satisfying. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if this book is particularly scary. It's just... Yeah. It's, it's a little terrifying. Parts of it are. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's also very gross. Yeah. It's yeah. very gross and it's very silly at times, too. Yeah. Even if it's unintentional, it, it's... it. But it never it never is bad. Like, it's yeah. it's fantastic. It's, it's, um, it's a really crazy book. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great. Highly recommend. As are all the other horror books that we talked about this week. Yes. Spooky. Besides maybe that Richard Corbin one. 
<laughs> no, no, it was pretty good. It was, good. Sure it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, so that's it for this uh, Halloween spooky cast. Spooky cast. <laughs> creeptacular spooky cast. Yeah, so uh, that was a lot of horror stuff. Yeah. It was indeed. All right, uh, well, we'll be back next week with just a regular old podcast. Yeah. Countdown to 100.